Hello and welcome to this new episode of CIO Leadership Live in the Middle East. My name is Andrea Benito, editor at CIO Middle East. And today is my pleasure to welcome our guest, Jason Roos, CIO at Coast University in Saudi Arabia. Hello, Jason. Hello. Hello, Andrew. Thank you so much for being today with us. I don't know where to start because at this point, we all know uh, Cass University, it's more than just a university. I hear you saying uh, this so many times. It's an entire city. It's a smart city. So before we start with the interview, could you explain to us more about uh, Cass University? Uh, sure. So, like I said, Calst is, is more than a university, but it is uh, the whole point of its existence is to be a high-end research university. It was created about uh, 12 years ago, uh, and it was set up to be essentially like the Caltech, Stanford, MIT of the Middle East. Uh, it is. We do not have undergraduate students. We only have masters, PhDs, postdocs, researchers. And uh, they focus only on STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And they are focused on areas to uh, water, energy, uh, everything around sustainability, uh, coming in with technologies to protect the environment, to make new materials, uh, to uh, you know, explore things in, in the biosciences space, such as genomics, omics, any type of research in that space. Uh, and we have some of the most impressive laboratory capabilities in the world. Uh, uh, we, we consider our laboratory capabilities to equate to most national laboratories. So we have one of the most powerful supercomputers in the world. In fact, I think it's the most, it's the fastest supercomputer owned by a university. Most supercomputers are in national laboratories and universities collaborate with them, but they don't own the supercomputer itself. So uh, we have that, and we also have nanofabrication laboratories. We have every all the uh, different instruments and devices to support uh, various work in other areas, from electron microscopes to NMRs uh, to, you know, you name it, we've got it, and we've probably got a couple of them to be able to support the high-end research that we do. So that is the reason that we exist, but the whole idea is to be able to do applied research with the idea that we will have discoveries that we can spin off and create new companies, new IP that can turn into new opportunities and new jobs, ultimately, in supporting Vision 2030 uh, to help diversify Saudi Arabia's economy away from oil and gas. Mm -hmm. So next to the university, right adjacent to it, is a research park. It's essentially intended to be like Silicon Valley of, of Saudi Arabia. I just was going to say that the Coast University is the Silicon Valley of the Middle East. Exactly. So we have... Uh, uh, we have research centers from big companies like Aramco and Savic and Dow Chemical, but we also have uh, many different startup companies that are in our research park. We have a entrepreneurial uh, center. We have a, a startup accelerator with its own kind of startup venture capital fund to help these companies get off the ground and hopefully be able to turn into uh, you know, a, a big, big effort that can leave Calist and maybe set up shop in Riyadh or, or Jeddah. Uh, so we are kind of an incubator for these early uh, uh, initiatives that are ongoing. And, and then we're also, we also serve as kind of a spin-in location for companies that are foreign companies that want to get a foothold in Saudi Arabia. They can set up a shop, set up an office in the Cal's Research Park, and we can help them actually move forward to, to reach out and be, become part of the Saudi economy. So 
because we have that and we have the university, we have an entire surrounding community. And so one of the interesting things about KAUST is when KAUST was first formed, it was really pushing the boundaries of what was uh, culturally accepted in Saudi Arabia. So we were, the, mm-hmm. we were set up as a co-ed university. Uh, and within the walls of KAUST, it was a Western style campus, you know, so women could drive from day one, they could go and uh, there were not restrictions on so much on the type of clothing people could wear and so forth. So it was, uh, we were able to attract people from around the world to come to KAUST. Uh, and, and and it was kind of built inside of a bubble initially, you know, so we have walls around the community, but we have everything you would find in a typical city within the walls. We have over 4,000 homes. We have shopping centers, restaurants. We have road systems. We have a K through 12 school system. We have rec centers, you know, police department, fire department, health center, everything that makes up that kind of a city infrastructure. And like so for example, Neom yeah. in Saudi as well. Yes, exactly. So, so, uh, and, and so as a CIO, I'm responsible for, all the technology supporting this ecosystem. That includes when people go home and they want to watch Netflix or they their kids want to play on the PlayStation. That connectivity is provided by my organization. Uh, the cell towers, the cell coverage, we ensure that they have, you know, phone, telephone, and, and, and data connectivity, whether they're at home or at work. So um, that entire ecosystem is centrally managed by a central IT group, but also a unified administration team where I work with my counterparts that oversee how the roads are designed, how the roads are maintained, how the, you know, the police department functions, how uh, the homes are maintained. So when we look at this entire ecosystem, we said we have an incredible opportunity to create a living laboratory for smart city innovation because we have a very robust modern infrastructure. I have fiber optic cable to every home. I have a switch in every home. We've got Wi-Fi throughout the campus. Uh, and so we have a foundation in which we can start experimenting with digital types of innovative solutions. So from that, we proposed that we create a formal program. It was named Cal Smart by our president. It was kicked mm-hmm. off several years ago. And we have done many different kind of experiments, whether it's you know testing autonomous vehicles within our small city, uh, and that includes autonomous shuttles. Uh, it includes uh, vehicles that have been uh, reworked to become autonomous. Carless uh, payments, are... facial recognition, recognition as well has been some of the number of innovation projects you yes. launched, right? Yes, many of these things. And we have a, a unified uh, smart app that is a, a platform to continue to add functionality to it. Everything from wayfinding to payment to ordering food from our restaurants to tracking where you are located. Uh, to uh, using it as a digital ID to go in and out of the gates of KAUST. Um, uh, it's a way to, we have, we've even included a digital uh, business card on there. So I don't carry business cards anymore. I just bring it up and it has a QR code and people can connect and pull up my contact information. But it's kind of a unified app and we, it's a platform. We constantly add to it and go through m- multiple iterations but it's, it is just one element of this overall digital city innovation space. And the great thing about it is that the community consists over a hundred different nationalities. So we have uh, a community that's very diverse. 
Everybody has different opinions about what is the appropriate level of privacy and security. So we're not trying to be China. We're not trying to be a surveillance state. Uh, we're trying to make sure that we account for ensuring that people get the ideal experience, the, the daily experience, how they go about kind of their journey uh, in a typical day. But we don't want to be intrusive and we want to protect their privacy, but give them enough value and, and using the tools and the capabilities that we have that they have the ideal experience in a smart city. And some of the things we've done, we've actually rebuilt one of our homes to be the smart city of the future. I mean, the smart home of the future. It has uh, everything intended to be carbon neutral. It's got geothermal wells. It's got solar uh, panels on the roof. It's got uh, it's wired. All the appliances are smart. It's got a receptacle on the roof to receive drone delivery packages from restaurants and an elevator to bring that down. Um, it's uh, intended to be a continual improvement platform. So we have a lot of our sm startup companies have provided some of the technologies that have gone into this smart home. Uh, just at the beginning of the summertime, it won LEED Platinum certification. Uh, and it's, I think, number two in the world as far as the most uh, environmentally friendly. I think there were just a few elements that we could have modified and, and got number one. But it's, it is part of this Cal Smart program. So Cal Smart is there to say, let's try things out. And we're probably going to fail more than we succeed. Uh, and that is. You need to we fail before. Success. Yeah, we, we, we realize it's, it's an experimentation uh, effort, and uh, we are going to try a lot of things, and we're going to realize that they don't work, but we want to learn from that and then adapt and go through iterative processes to be able to refine uh, tools and solutions that actually can be spun out that we could take outside of CalS or we could license to companies, or we could create startups uh, based upon that product. So... We're, we always have initiatives going on in an entire list of activities, but they, they range from smart mobility to smart communications to smart payments to, uh, you know, collecting information and applying it with uh, uh, using our cybersecurity team to understand how we protect that information. How do we collect all this telemetry from IoT and be able to make sense out of it to optimize power usage? You name it. Many, many uh, efforts uh, that are running currently under so the CalSmart program. Uh, Jason, there are so many things that I want to ask you. I think you mentioned a few. This is not only a university, it's a smart city, all the in innovative projects you are launching, like autonomous vehicles. We talk about diversity. I know Coast University has more than 100 nationalities, and I definitely want to have a chat about that. But also, I think we have an idea about Coast University, and sometimes in these interviews, you know, we want to know, for example, what is Coast University? What are you doing? But we also want to know the CIO, because prior coming to Saudi Arabia, you were CTO and vice president of a large cancer research center in Southern California. Uh, you were vice president of Stanford University Medical Center. And now you have been almost seven years in the Middle East uh, at CAUS. So why did you decide to embrace such a big project and move really far in a new country, different region, and in this project? Well, I, I think it is, was uh, when I had an opportunity to actually visit CalST uh, when I was going through kind of the first discussions of the possibility of joining. And I think I saw the potential, uh, the fact that uh, it is uh, an incredible facility and it is uh, this uh, you know, 
ecosystem that can be leveraged for additional innovation. There's also a desire on the part of both Saudi Arabia and Kaus to be able to make a difference in the world. And I think uh, that is something, uh, you know, along with Vision 2030, around, you know, understanding that Kaus plays a very important role to drive a lot of that innovation, the thought leadership uh, and discoveries in the research setting to be able to improve the world. I, I, I just felt that this was a this was a place I needed to be a part of. And uh, uh, it, it just presented opportunities that I couldn't see anywhere else in the world. Well, I must say that Digital Saudi Vision 2030, it's amazing. Now, in your case, more focusing education. Uh, Jason, what are the initiatives launched by Kosh University in order to accomplish with Digital Saudi Vision 2030? Well, we, we are collaborating across many different areas with some of the Gigan projects, you know, with, with our collaboration with Neom. Uh, we have the Shusha project, which is create a coral garden, uh, and, you know, to help uh, um, identify the best ways to protect coral reefs around the world, especially studying some of the, uh, the species of coral that exist in the Red Sea that can handle higher temperatures than uh, uh, that we can actually potentially transplant and save like the Great Barrier Reef off of Australia. Uh, but these are projects that are in collaboration with NEOM. They're up next to NEOM and our researchers are very involved with that. Uh, we we actually, with CalSmart, we've had some initial collaboration with the Red Sea Development Company. We are looking at ways to be able to provide better communication services without constantly relying on like ter uh, terrestrial cables or subsea cables potentially using over-air high-speed internet connect, uh, connectivity uh, through various innovative solutions that we've partnered with some of our fa faculty and some companies. I don't know if I'm uh, at liberty to say who, but we have some uh, initiatives now that I think uh, are really redefining what is possible when it comes to supporting a lot of these, these big efforts across Saudi Arabia. It's things related to how do you uh, come up with better ways to do desalination? Uh, you know, that are safer for the environment, reduce the energy consumption. How do you come up with ways to be able to protect uh, marine life and protect uh, the ecosystems as you build out these major projects? And so the cows with experts in everything from solar energy to, uh, you know, clean energy to, um, you know, coming up with better materials that are better for the environment through material science, we have those experts and they are being consulted with, they're engaging with these, these uh, management teams for the various giga projects across Saudi Arabia. And uh, this is where we see an opportunity not just to buy things off the shelf and build it, but actually do something that has not been done before. And that's what's exciting about Kaust. We are at the forefront of innovation and, we will, and, and that's where we think we can really provide value. Uh, also, I would like to ask you a question, if it's possible to understand more about why are you working with Microsoft? I know that to, uh, to help advance technological innovation for digital smart cities, Microsoft has been one of your closest and most valuable partners in this journey. Why Microsoft? Um, what do you see in this company that maybe other competitors don't have? Well, Microsoft is, has been key to our portfolio, you know, since day one. Uh, and we, you know, they, they have, you know, kind of redefined what uh, office productivity is all about. Uh, and we have moved uh, to be able to keep up where they're going, move to Office 365. We are looking at ways that we could leverage 
Uh, I mean, we, we do use Microsoft Azure for some of our you know, infrastructure as a service platforms. Uh, we have periodically used Azure for high-performance computing in the cloud. Uh, but we also see that they can their thought leadership and their willingness to innovate, they have engaged with our CalSmart group uh, quite often to help us try to solve some uh, very compelling issues. Uh, and so Cal, uh, Microsoft has always been a great partner. And it's more than just the, the products and the services they provide. It's their, their willingness to innovate and to engage and figure out how they can work with us to do things better. Uh, and this is something that I don't think you... You know, most vendors are, are there to, you know, provide a product or service, but to come forward and engage on a much higher level, uh, Microsoft has demonstrated time and time again that they're there and, and, and they provide, uh, you know, training. Uh, they have provided uh, education uh, to be able to help us uh, train the next group of leaders uh, that are technologists for Saudi Arabia. They have... Uh, uh, actually funded the uh, the kind of fellowship program that we have for what we call an early career accelerator program for young Saudi women that want to get into tech that just recently graduated. So uh, they have helped us across many different uh, initiatives. And so we, we continue to see them as a value partner going forward. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm considering to be a student again and go to Cus yeah. University because everything that you are explaining to us is amazing. And there is also one more question I want to ask you. I'm a big fan of Formula One. And I know COS is the only university in the world which is named on a Formula One car. Jason, you need to explain to us why, how this happened. Well, we have a partnership with McLaren. Uh, and uh, McLaren uh, you know, realizes that working with CALS researchers, they can help uh, evaluate, first of all, the aerodynamics of their, their, their cars in the Formula One. Uh, they can help, uh, they can work with us to come up with better fuel mixtures uh, to be able to optimize the performance of the vehicle. They can use our high-performance community computing capabilities to, to see how they can tweak, uh, you know, whether it's their, their approach to driving or their, you know, how they leverage, you know, different tires or different uh, components of the car to be able to optimize their performance. Uh, and those can, uh, it's it's intended for to improve the Formula One team, but uh, that work that's being done and, you know, hopefully be spun off and applied to just general uh, mobility and uh, across many different industries. So we value that partnership and it's exciting to know that we have the Kaus logo on the McLaren Formula One car. Uh, and uh, we, we, we look forward to continuing working with them. Also, new year ahead, what are your plans as a CIO for COS University? And also, what are the university or smart city plans for this new year? I, well, we have, uh, we have signed a deal to acquire our next generation supercomputer. Uh, we have a, an agreement with HPE. Uh, they're going to be delivering our third generation supercomputer, Shaheen 3, uh, next summer. Uh, and it is a joint effort between HPE and AMD and NVIDIA. It's going to be the first of its kind that is a supercomputer that has both significant GPU and CPU uh, elements to be able to support artificial intelligence. So that is one of the things we're very excited about. That should become operational uh, next fall, so probably just a little under a year from now. Uh, in addition to that, we have... Uh, 
a lot of other exciting efforts when it comes to supporting uh, expansion of our genomics research with the Smart Health Initiative. Uh, hopefully, we'll build out a kind of an ecosystem to help us engage across healthcare organizations in, uh, in Saudi Arabia, uh, where CALS researchers can uh, provide additional uh, support and services in analyzing and optimizing uh, uh, all kinds of different initiatives around personalized medicine uh, and uh, you know, specific types of uh, identification of, of, of illnesses uh, in, the, in the Saudi population using some of our high-performance compute capabilities. So this is some of the things. We have an entire transformation effort going on with our SAP environment. We have, uh, uh, you know, we have a new data center that just opened its doors at, uh, within the Kaus walls that it's a third-party data center. It's run by a company called GDH. It's one of the largest, uh, it's, a, I think, the largest tier three data center in Saudi Arabia. It's carrier neutral, so it has uh, connectivity with STC and Mobile, Zane, has, uh, also has fiber, direct fiber connection if we wanted to. Uh, provide supercomputing uh, services to whatever is in that data center. So it's a, it's a colo location. But uh, so we have a lot of new initiatives going on, and we're expanding what we can do in our research park, and hopefully we're going to expand uh, our autonomous driving and mobility platform to be able to take it up a notch. And uh, we're looking at some examples around the world that we can use to really enhance our capabilities in that space. Well, uh, inshallah, I'm pretty sure everything will uh, will be fine. I think now after this interview, as I say, we all want to go to COS University. I'm definitely going, that for sure. Uh, Jason, thank you so much uh, to you and COS University for your time. It's been it's been great to have you at CIO Leadership Life. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs>